Welcome back to Recorded Conversations, the podcast that's dedicated to compassionately considering all perspectives while engaging in authentic, connected dialogue. I'm Danielle Kingstrom. This is episode 20, and it's a little different. I give you the monologue. Intentionally featured today is the song called Your Turn to Shine, and I think it's rather quite fitting. about myself and about others that I wanted to speak to was this idea that we need someone else to qualify something that we're interested in, a thought that we have, any kind of view that we hold. I noticed that we always seem to depend on somebody else to qualify what we're thinking or saying. And I'm starting to ask myself, why do I need somebody else's validation to what I think or believe? Now, I realize that we're influenced by other people's thoughts and ideas. I especially am influenced by great writers of our time. I appreciate everybody else's experiences and outlooks that they're willing to share with us and how they break it down. And each writer is so uniquely different because they take us along a journey and a path through their thought process, through their experience. You know, there are some writers that don't share their experience whatsoever, And that's fine, too. But it takes away from being able to actually live into what you believe. And so for me, that's a shortcoming of authors when they don't include some kind of anecdotal relation. Like, yes, you can tell me this is what God looks like. How did you see it in your life? When did that image reflect itself to you? Going back to what I said originally, we think about that, right? And I've heard it said, and those of us in the podcast community especially were like, you know, I heard about so-and-so, what's your take on this person? And we're always looking for someone else to say, yeah, this person is a good person for you to interview, or "Ah, I wouldn't put any time into interviewing that person, or whatever it is. Or, no, the community doesn't like this person, and da-da-da-da-da. In a lot of instances, we might be intrigued by something, some idea, some message that some individual is saying. And it's weird that we have to go seek out other validation and other opinions from other people in order to pursue a continuing of understanding of that person. Say, for instance, there's somebody that wrote a book that you read that you really liked and you love the ideas, but... You want to share these ideas with someone else and then, and I, I, I do this myself and I'll say, well, what do you think about this? I do that sometimes because I, I guess I think that I need other people to tell me what I've already thought about it. And when we really break that down, it's kind of silly, isn't it? When I decide that I like something that tastes good 
food, for instance, I don't need anybody else to qualify it. And I have received commentary from so many people about some of the foods that I'll say that I actually enjoy, liver and onions being one of them, something that I never had the pleasure of delighting in as a child. And it was something that my husband told me that he really liked. And so it wasn't because my husband liked it. It's because I tasted it. And I was like, wow, all these years I had been told liver and onions were gross and they smell gross and it's too rich and da 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 da. And I thought, why did I listen to all those people I was missing out? And we do that a lot with a lot of things. Sometimes we see it a movie that looks interesting, but then we go check the reviews and we see that nobody else liked it. And so we're like, eh, I'm not going to go watch the movie. Well, I think, well, that really takes away from the individual interpretation. Because if movie is an art form, which I was led to believe it was, I don't care what the critics say. A lot of people like Kandinsky's paintings. Huh? They're good. They're cute. They're very creative. And You know, when my kids were four and I started homeschooling, I set up a big room and let them create their own Kandinsky's. But millions of dollars, is it worth that? Is he that revered of an artist that anything that is splattered across something else could just never compare, could never reveal any kind of mystery or truth of experience of existence? I don't know. I think it's kind of silly that we wait for somebody else to validate something that intrigues us, something that interests us, something that attracts us to want to understand something at a deeper level. Why do we do that? Why do we need other people to tell us, yes, that's a good book to read. Yes, that's a good movie to see. Yes, that's a fine dish to select and try. In so many other instances, we don't ask anybody's opinion about anything, especially those we fall in love with. And I know some of you will push back and go, well, that's not true. And yeah, there's an exception to every rule and idea, and I get that. But for me, when I started realizing my attraction and my draw to my husband, it certainly wasn't because anyone else was telling me, yeah, go get him, yeah, go get him. In fact, in some situations, my sister said really cruel things about his physical appearance. And maybe when we love someone, we see him in a whole new light, Maybe when we see someone else loving someone else, we get jealous because we don't want them to love that person more than us. But we don't go around asking people, is it okay for me to love this person? I didn't. I didn't go around asking anybody if it was okay for me to love my husband. And I know that his family protested profusely over his choice to love me so much to the fact that they had proposed ultimatum after ultimatum for him to choose them or me. And I guess I got the luck of the draw because I never made him choose. And I never told him what he needed to choose. And I think that right there is a real good demonstration of how we can allow other people's thoughts and opinions to influence us. In many other cultures, people don't even have a say in who they marry. In some other cultures, they have to play within the caste system and they have to marry at their own wealth levels. And that can be difficult and it can be limiting And so I realized, again, there's exceptions. But I think, if anything, I want to remind all of you that so long as what you think and believe doesn't harm someone else, isn't violent, isn't malicious, isn't manipulative, doesn't pervert what love is, I don't think you need anyone else to qualify whether or not it's worthy of being interested in. 
I saw somebody say today that they didn't feel qualified enough to speak on topics. And I thought, you know, for me, I don't need anyone to qualify my existence. God does that. And that should be the reminder. No one else needs to validate you or your work. God already did that. God gave you life. God created you. And so I want everyone to just kind of hold that in their hearts. You are validated. You are worth something. You're qualified. And everything that you speak to, if you're speaking to the truth in your heart, that's validated. That's validated by God who is love. And that's love. Let's stop thinking that we need someone else to qualify something that intrigues us, something that grabs our attention. We don't. We don't need anybody else to tell us their review of another person or of another idea. We can filter everything through our hearts and know that everything that we seek after that adds to love is already qualified. people will protest. I know. Oh, but what about the actual qualified experts? We all have this. I don't know what it is. For me, it's a love-hate relationship with the intellectual scholars that have been able to provide for us a lot of the information that allows me to come to the conclusions that I'm coming to right now and that we don't need anyone to qualify us. And I value the input and all of the work that thousands of years of intellectuals have given us. It is because of their work and their efforts that in, in so many aspects of our lives, we're able to do anything at all. And we're able to even define what love is and what love is not. And for me, you know, I, I don't hold a lot of the typical views that Christians or post-Christians or progressive Christians hold And I know that that seems to generalize collectives of people. But from my experience, I know that me believing that a God will save all, that a God will forgive all, that a God that I believe in is so loving and graceful and powerful that all of the evils of the world will be righted is not a popular opinion. It's not something a lot of people are willing to wrestle with because we say God is a God of love and judgment. And with judgment, it's always presumed that there's punishment that follows. We have a just God. We tend to, in America, equate that to the justice system, which I would like to point out isn't all that filled with grace or love. The justice system is corrupt, and that is beyond evident every day. Just the other day, cops were opening fire in broad daylight on a highway and killed innocent people that had nothing to do. They were going about their day. One guy was a UPS driver. It was his first solo route, and his life was taken because the cops needed to get that robber. That's not justice. We need to stop fixating on the idea that anything that God is is going to be reflected in any kind of government system because I think that's bullshit. I don't think we will ever see God's justice in our United States justice system. And I have a feeling there are a lot of you that will agree with that. And I'm sure there's a lot of you out there who say, but the police are good and the police do this for us. 
And I would say they're still exerting power and violence and sometimes malicious intent over innocent people. Until we figured out how to bring the kingdom to earth, we're not going to see a just system anywhere, in any country, under any economic system. I don't care if you're a proponent for socialism, capitalism, anarchism, whatever. I think all of these ideals of systems can never really actually be realized and put into practice, given the fact that we haven't all learned how to transform our hearts and we haven't all accepted the fact that we're already validated. I think a lot of the issues in our society stem from the fact that we ourselves do not feel qualified enough to do anything. We feel like what we do do is not enough. And if we don't have the right money or the right means or the right access, that we can't make a difference in the world. And that's what I want to leave with you today as a reminder. You can do anything to change the world, and it doesn't have to be on a global scale. It can be on a local scale. It can be on the most private, intimate scale. The most loving and just thing that you can do to start with is to love yourself, is to realize that your existence is proof of your qualification and your validation. You were meant to be here. You were bestowed with beautiful gifts. And I'm 39 years old, and I'm just finally realizing what my gift is, and I am putting it into action. And so there's no set pace of time where we actualize what our gifts are. But I guarantee each and every single solitary person that is living and breathing right now was chosen for a very specific purpose and was bestowed with a very specific gift. We all have the light of God within us, and we all have the ability to shine it outwards We do not need anybody else to validate it. The only thing we need other people for is to expand the experience of our existence. It is through connection with others that we do see the face of God. And that is through that connection that after we realize that we're validated, it makes it so much easier to validate every single other person. We don't need to diminish another person that we disagree with. We don't need to try and invalidate somebody's opinions or thoughts or beliefs. We need to love them. We need to look deeper. We need to ask questions why, and we need to connect. We need to connect because in that connection, that that desire that we have for communion, that same desire that was bestowed to us by our creator to connect is what ultimately helps us all validate each other. And if I can leave anything with you today, please let that be it. You are valid. You don't need anyone else to validate you. And the only purpose for other people is so we can all validate each other. So let's all connect and see the Christ in all and know that you're valid. You are qualified.